0: You know the drill. You're making out. You start feeling your way downtown. One of you wants to make a move to Cunnilingusville, but you don't have protection. Dental dams are hard to use, hard to come by, and condoms taste like, well, condoms. Hundreds of millions of people worldwide have STIs that can be transmitted via oral sex. So let me introduce you to Laurels, a first-of-its-kind product that provides protection, sexy style and comfort. And it tastes like vanilla. Laurels for protection are FDA approved for STI protection during oral-based activities. And laurels for pleasure are the perfect cross between sexy lingerie and kinky toys. These thin and incredibly stretchy single-use, silky latex undies are worn during fingering, rimming, oral sex, tribbing, and more. Head over to MyLaurels.com to get your four-pack today. Be sure to use my code for a discount at checkout. What's Your Position podcast. All one word. And remember, stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy with laurels.
1: What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Live from WIP Studios in Huntington Beach, California, this is What's Your Position. On today's show, Ashley talks to adult film actress Jessica Drake. Porn has gone mainstream. It's like Coke or Pepsi with dicks in it. Look at Paris Hilton. She throat fucks a guy in night vision. Now she's selling fragrances fragrances to teens.
0: And now your host, Ashley Weller. Welcome, fellow humans, porn lovers. <laughs>
1: Sorry, that was a little spicy, everybody. It spicy.
0: It spicy. It's
1: she loves to be spicy.
0: Good episode for the spice. Uh, interesting intro. Paris Hilton's throat fucking a guy and then... <laughs> selling fragrances to children what is that bro? give me a guess something that references paris hilton so it has to understand that it is in its own universe i'm just gonna go with an old standard of yours and say always sunny no
1: damn you it. know good guess thank you uh zach and Mary make a porno damn
0: it i was God damn it Oh, I was going to go with a movie, too, but I couldn't figure out which movie I would go to. Welcome. Welcome, all humans. Today's episode is going to be a two-parter. It's our first two-part episode, producer. Pretty excited about it. We got the rare and really unique opportunity to speak with adult film star, or as she puts it, mattress actress. That is her favorite phrase to... Call herself is a mattress actress. She's like, I don't care. I call me a porn star. Call me an adult film star. Call me an actress. Call me whatever. I'm a, I'm a mattress actress. And I was like, that's actually brilliant. It's pretty clever. I like that. She come up with that. She did. Uh, so that's on her bio when she does powerpoints. <laughs> <laughs> I was honored. Um, when she came to my class, my human sexuality class, to give a talk to all the students, and then said, "Yeah, I would absolutely love to be on your podcast." And months went by, and I messaged, and she didn't message me back, and I was like, ah, "I don't want to be that person. Like, I really don't want to be that annoying little fly that's like, come to my podcast because you're famous and hot. Gotta have to. I, I know, I know." So finally, I was like, okay, she's coming back for my fall human sexuality class. I'm going to pitch it to her like, you're already down here. I'll buy you dinner. We can get a drink and we can do a quick podcast episode. She was like, absolutely no problem. And then leading up to it, I was like, is she going to bail? And she didn't. She messaged me and was like, I'm so excited to do your podcast. What do you want to talk about? And I was like, you? and how awesome you are uh she came she did my class she she came she did twice she came to the class and then she came to the bar there you go and uh she (laughs) i did some research too i did a little bit of research on her you wait hold on you did research i did um i did my normal my normal research um so i do happen to know a couple of things uh porn brings in 97 billion dollars annually in the united states or excuse me globally in the united states 12 billion dollars annually that's a lot of fucking money that's a lot of money oh the air show is this weekend one of those Jet fighters, one of those like F 18s, costs $1 billion. So 12 of those jet fighters are how much it would cost to pay for the amount of porn that is consumed in this country on a yearly basis.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of fucking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a lot of fucking uh, porn and adult film sites, including sites like OnlyFans, pull in more viewers than Netflix, Amazon, and YouTube.
1: Don't take a bind. Come by. <laughs>
0: can you believe that?
1: I, I can't believe I
0: that. can too. But like, wow, we're consuming porn. I get it. It's great, especially during COVID when you didn't have much else to do. OnlyFans was born out of necessity. As we get into speaking to Miss Drake, she's on OnlyFans. I actually wasn't sure going into it if she was and like how she felt about it. But it comes up because what we discuss is ethical porn. Have you heard of this?
1: Have you heard of this? Have you heard of this? Uh, Yeah, you brought that up. I did. Yeah, you you brought this up.
0: And she is a champion for a lot of different things, actually. She's a champion for a homeless... um, uh, movement where she goes and feeds uh, homeless individuals and provides them with toiletries and things like that which is the sponsor that we're going to bring up or the the nonprofit charity. Yeah. the charity we're going to bring up um she also has a line of lubrication called wicked S- S- wicked sensual essentials um it's on her web- website um jessica drake You can also go to Wicked Guide to Wicked Sex and Jessica Drake has that website as well where she does porn educationally. So it's like watching your favorite porn star give a blowjob and then explain how she's giving the blowjob so that people can learn how to have sex from their favorite porn actress or from someone who's been doing it and kind of knows what she's doing.
1: Is it for um like for household uh porn like sex or because my mind went to like the schools that teach you how to do WWF wrestling no she <laughs> okay. no. it's
0: for the individual like okay. it's for she has one nice on things uh, up. she has one on masturbation okay. she has one on anal I'm sex i pretty
1: professional on <laughs> masturbation I mean I'll listen to her
0: guys maybe a little more oh, professional okay. gotcha. with their masturbation techniques but for women it might be a little more difficult she also does one on mutual masturbation she also does one on female oral sex so she teaches someone how to give her oral sex and then the audience learns as well and you can buy these videos this is um, Jessica Drake's guide to wicked sex she is also a champion for ethical porn which means that she isn't telling people like hey I hate Pornhub I hate you porn I hate xxnx I I don't hate those sites I understand what they're there for and the internet took over porn there's not a lot we can do about it but follow your favorite porn stars on Instagram and then go see where they're doing their work making sure that because she made a really great point she may film a scene um and it's titled Jessica Drake fucks handyman okay but Pornhub may change the whoever uploads it to Pornhub could change the title to say Jessica Drake fucks her brother and Jessica Drake doesn't do faux doesn't do incest and so she's like that's being put out there into the universe as something that I didn't do. That's right. not what I stand for, but there's nothing I can do about it. I know the industry I work in. I know what I set myself up for. So,
1: It's like if a musician writes a song and then like a DJ remixes it and he doesn't like the remix or the DJ, it's like, well, as long as he pays for the rights, I guess. Or but okay, it's important, they're not happen. paying. Yeah, that's Sometimes it doesn't happen either in music, though. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's
0: like they're not getting paid for whatever someone uploads on to Pornhub. So she's just, she's just a champion for making sure that people, her main concern with ethical porn is that everyone is of age and everyone is consenting to what's going on. Um, we get into her contract with wicked, which is one of the largest porn companies in the world. Um, we discuss her favorite scenes that she's ever filmed. Um, that I actually was really afraid to ask her that question. And when I asked it, she answered in a heartbeat. She said, I have two. I was like, oh, do you need a minute to think? She's like, no, I have two. Great, perfect. Uh, Jessica Drake is just a very incredible human being she does a lot of charity work she does a lot of work with education she's really into educating uh, individuals about their bodies and consent and sex ed and what porn is and what porn isn't and I was just super grateful to have her in my presence even just for that (laughs) three hours (laughs) just that small window of time
1: that's the reason it's two parts.
0: Why it's two parts? Because I interviewed her. I swear, I was trying to be so mindful of how long the episodes were, and I was like, "Okay, it's been like thirty minutes," and then I would look down, and it had been like an hour and a half. I was like, "Fuck!"
1: <laughs> Time flies when you're doing a podcast,
0: right? And she was just so easy to talk to. And yeah.
1: great. I haven't listened to it yet. I mean, audience. I mean, yeah. Full disclosure: right? I haven't listened to I the whole thing it either. Yet.
0: Uh, but. Before I, we I'm excited to hear I'm it. very excited I'm very aroused Before we get into uh, The episode I wanted To give you A quick Tip Tip or uh, A tip Okay Of the day
2: It's
0: like a Tibetan singing bowl You got to follow it all the way out. (laughs) Beautiful. Thing of beauty. Ethical porn, otherwise known as fair trade porn, is sex positive pornography that centers around conscious business practices, meaning the actors are being paid fair wages. All pleasure is consensual. Working conditions are safe. So there's a lot of times when people just upload gonzo porn and they're having sex in the back of a van. That's not safe. Where's your seatbelt? Where's your seatbelt? It shows diverse bodies, um, all body types, all genders, all sexual orientations. It's not seen through a heteronormative male gaze. It's sex for everyone basically is what ethical porn is. Um, It isn't heteronormative, meaning it isn't just about um, a guy pounding a girl or lesbian sex for the sake of lesbian sex. It's actually that everyone there is happy about what they're doing. I love porn. I think porn is great. I think it's an amazing tool to help individuals feel seen, help feel represented. I think it's a great way to expand your sexual horizons to kind of figure out if you want to try new things. I think it can be a great way to get to know your body and the bodies of other people. But I do think that it can be harmful when viewed for the wrong reasons. And if you're viewing porn because you want to watch a girl get choked until she passes out, that's probably not a healthy type of porn that you're watching but if you really enjoy a girl getting her nipples sucked until she comes great fuck yeah continue watching that shit ethical porn might be a little difficult to find because you don't necessarily know if the free porn that you're viewing was done in an ethical manner because usually the holding up of the ids so that everyone knows that everyone's of age gets cut out and only the good stuff gets put up the foreplay leading up to the cum shot gets cut out because nobody wants to watch the foreplay when they're on a free website. Um, did you know how long the average amount of time spent on a porn website is?
1: Um the average. The average. Um I would s- <laughs> I'm going to go 6 no, well okay. 1 6 minutes and nine, that'd be 7 minutes and 30 seconds. Or 7 minutes, yeah, 7 minutes and 30 seconds, yeah. That's 69. 69 yeah. seconds. Yeah. stupid. 69 um, minutes or whatever.
0: Yeah. It's 18 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. From huh. start to finish because you got to find the one you want, right? So you log on, you go through. Th- I don't think
1: my average is that big.
0: But the <laughs> average porn isn't 18 minutes long, right? It's usually an hour. Like, they got to do the, well, four, the fr- not the free ones, not the free ones, yeah. but like they're cutting those down is what I'm saying, right. like they're taking the long,
1: like getting the, the
0: they're getting, to, but, but now, some of the other stuff is good stuff.
1: Now like the, there's specific ones where you could, if you do in the highlights, it'll tell you, okay, here comes the blow job, this is reverse yep. cowgirl, here comes, this is yep. doggy and here's mm-hmm. the cum shot. You can
0: see the, like on YouTube, like yeah. the most viewed moments in that. Yeah, moment. that's weird too, I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't like want to know one. that. I don't, don't want to like know that. that, I don't, don't want to know that. that. But I did some other research prior to interviewing Jessica Drake and I watched three of her porns, full length.
1: I bet uh, husband Weller did too.
0: He probably did, I don't know. I did this research (laughs) on my own, but he probably did. Um, And there is some pieces of it where you're like, oh, no wonder they don't put this on Pornhub. Like in the beginning, all the girls are in their outfits and they're all just kind of wriggling and writhing and sort of showing off their sexy bits and making faces at the camera and just kind of being objects of the camera's attention for a while. And that goes on for like five, six minutes. And then they kind of start moving with each other and touching each other and then kind of start making out. And that takes about five to six minutes. And then there's like 10 minutes of making out and 10 minutes of like groping. And then there's like 10 more minutes of like a little bit of play. It's like it takes 45 minutes to Let's get go, ladies, t- to come on anybody. T- but also in actual sex, it, sometimes takes people a little bit longer to, yeah. you can't just shove it in and go that's where porn starts to become frustrating for sex educators because what you think of sex is this girl's ready i'm gonna stick it in and i'm gonna come right away it's like wait a minute what do you think or, fucking led the, up to that on the
1: other side the guy is always ready
0: always hard we had a girl raise our hand raise her hand and they were like <laughs> what did porn teach you and she's like that men are always hard that's what porn teaches us. Like that a guy has to just be constantly hard and ready for sex. Or, I mean,
1: there are guys out there. There are, but not the
0: majority. No, but it, it was just interesting. Cause I watched this and I was like, wow, no wonder they chop up porn and put them in little pieces on this website, but it doesn't really do the porn stars that put in the time and the hours. Just think about
1: what TikTok is. These yeah. Little, little oh, segments of oh,
0: the attention span of our human beings. So my tip of the day is where you can find, um, some, ethical porn jessica has some um interesting ideas she gives some shout outs to some ethical porn sites that she likes Fosta sesta is one of them also OnlyFans. she says is a great place to go um and then she suggests following your favorite porn star on instagram and seeing if they have an OnlyFans and seeing if they have content that you reddit. can pay for reddit that's a good one another one is ballet <clears throat> uh, Four Chambers, Aorta Films, X Confessions, um, Kink, Bright Desire, and I Feel Myself. And Jessica and I actually talk about a couple of these websites and she gives her opinion on whether or not she thinks that they are the best ethical porn sites and whether or not she enjoys them um, as much as the internet does. Um, but yeah, it was a really, really fucking interesting conversation. And the fact that it is 3 hours long and felt like 20 minutes. Um says something about how awesome do You know how OnlyFans started? I don't. Do you? Yeah. Was it Reddit? It was
1: ba- no, it was basically going to be the rival to Patreon. Mm. And you can still do that on OnlyFans. It just porn took over. I think Patreon, Interesting. Does, Patreon doesn't allow that and so OnlyFans found this niche of like, well, if you're not going to do it, we'll do it. We'll just do it going be harder. Like there's a lot more I think things they had to do with like uh lawyers and stuff and you know keeping it eighteen but um yeah that's what I that's what I know about it. So
0: there was actually um OnlyFans in the nineties. It was called Babes for You with a u.com and it grossed over sixty thousand dollars per month it was like the first only fans babes right. for you oh. pay, pay pay for porn website where the where the girls were their own bosses and right. like had their own content yeah so this isn't something new and then um but only fans has just changed the landscape
1: capitalism man man, it's oh, God, it's great did it better
0: and all of jessica she says that all of her friends are like that's it. That's the, way, that's the way to go, especially during COVID. She had a lot of time where she was just taking requests, basically like a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: DJ I, I, I just see this just as like SoundCloud.
0: Mm-hmm. And now she says she actually drops a huge bomb in this episode. I asked her a question that I was really interested. I was going to ask her, when you filmed your last porn scene, did you know it was your last?
1: Oh, she's like officially retired. Oh, so oh, wait. Okay
0: we discuss her contract with wicked uh, and then we discuss her only fans and how it's just her and it's not like her with other people. Gotcha. But in the second part of this episode, she shares something with us that she said she has never shared live. And we were the first place that she shared this piece of wow. information.
1: Okay. I don't even know what this
0: is. Yeah. Uh, we're going to tell you the stat of the day at the beginning of this episode and also at the beginning of the next episode because I reveal the stat of the day in the second part of the episode. But, producer, I have a statistic of the day. Oh, do you? I, I do. Uh. It's the stat of the day. Ooh. It's the stat of the day. In 2018, Pornhub reported that six percent of their users were female. <laughs> what is that number today? Oh. All
1: right. Um, well, listener, let's let's. You know, so, let's listener, have you, yeah, you gotta you gotta guess.
0: Think about how big porn is, and how during COVID actually porn consumption went up tenfold. Obviously
1: she's, so she's telling us it went up.
0: It totally did. We've, and we've said this Phrasing. in previous. <laughs> we've said this right. in previous episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. that consumption of porn and dating sites and only fam- I mean, we know that people had people fucked and during like, lockdown. Yeah, like
1: uh, multiple partners too. Right. That,
0: yes, yeah. that increased as well. So in 2018, Pornhub reported 6% of their users as female, identifying as female. What is that number today?
1: Well, the the funny way to do it would be like 6.9% obviously, but um, I'm going to really play today. um, So I can play against the listener and see if they can do it. Um,
0: I will tell you, Jessica and Kevin both uh were close. Oh,
1: I bet they were. You were watching too, (laughs) weren't you?
0: Um,
1: uh, That's called edging, Ashley. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've learned a lot from this podcast. Um, I'll go. So wait, it's not how much it's increased; it's what it is right now. What is Uh, the number today? Uh, I'll go twenty-five percent.
0: Okay, twenty-five percent. It's
1: still pretty big, but like kind of low.
0: Yeah. And when we do the intro for the second episode, no
1: poker. I'm getting poker face. I'm getting nothing from you. Nope,
0: nothing. When I do the intro for the second episode, I actually, you know what? You're gonna have to listen to the episode to find out.
1: The whole yeah, you're gonna yeah. You. Oh.
0: I'm not telling you. You're gonna have to listen to the episode to find out the percentage, like everybody else. Right. Yeah. I was going to tell you at the beginning of the next episode, but I'm not. I'm not going to tell you. I'm oh. going to wait until the episode. E- even I'm confused, listener. Okay. Sorry. You got it, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get into the episode, I just want to thank Jessica Drake and um, thank her for her time, her friendship, and just for being a kind human being. Um, the listener's probably pissed. But there's no video of this, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, no, no. I didn't know I'm busy.
0: We wouldn't have had a video anyways because we did, we did this episode at a bar. So just for everyone listening, True. if the sound is a little funky, it's because we recorded this at a bar in the Orange Circle because Jessica had driven up from LA to do my presentation for my class and I wanted to make it as easy as possible on her. Stay in Orange. We went to one of my favorite bars, unofficial sponsor, 1886. They were so fucking accommodating and said we could come no back. Offense for anytime that we well it's right by my school yeah they said we can come back anytime we want to do an episode great um and jessica had french fries and was very happy um and they have good food there. they have great food there uh and so thank you 1886 for your hospitality and thank you jessica for your time um Listener, here is part one. Well, I just want
1: to—I want to give you a thank you. Oh, big girl Ashley did it all by herself. Not
0: all by myself. Husband uh, Kevin Weller well, okay. was a fucking champion. I—I I wasn't there.
1: That's what I'm just saying is I was Robert started.
0: Maine was not there. He has been working tirelessly on a show for 21 straight days, and there was I'm nothing he could have done.
1: Day 10 right now.
0: To get out of this, and we weren't going to move Jessica, and no. he couldn't move work, and so we made it work. And husband Kevin Weller just. Oh, we Big, you didn't fat tell, props. Before,
1: You didn't tell me, and then when I saw like the photo that he was there, I was like, "Oh!" I felt a little more relieved. Tec- Absolutely, he's pretty. He savvy. took
0: over the computer. He took over the. He wore the headphones. He told us if we sounded good. He asked good. good he gave input at perfect times. He was the perfect stand-in and we love him dearly. So it's shout good out. Good intern. Great intern. Shout out to husband Kevin Weller for his <laughs> his help. I did not do it by myself. I will not take that credit. But I did. Um, You're still a big girl. I did a big girl. I wore my big girl pants and I did the podcast and it, it didn't it get deleted and I did it up. Yay. And we got Jessica Drake. So I really, really hope that everybody loves this episode. Remember, it's a two-parter yeah. Two parts. We'll be back for the outro in uh, just a bit, um, but enjoy the first hour and a half with the one, the only, the sexy as fuck Jessica Drake. <laughs> Ever waddle to the bathroom after sex, towel between your legs, desperately trying to keep the freshly delivered load from dripping down your leg and onto your hardwood? Well, worry no more. Awkward Essentials introduces the drip stick, or as I like to call it, the cum sponge. This medical-grade sponge sucks up jizz before it sneaks onto your sheets. Visit awkwardessentials.com today and use my code. W-Y-P, for a 10% discount. They offer numerous products for all types of fun fluids. Keep your shorts semen-free and use my code today. That's W-Y-P and save 10%. Awkward Essentials, making bodily fluids less awkward. Awkward. Welcome, fellow humans, to our episode of What's Your Position podcast, where we are joined by the one, the only, 26 time award winning best actress, 11 AVNs, best performer of the year, certified sex educator porn star, extraordinaire, and all-around amazing fucking human being, Jessica motherfucking Drake.
2: Hi! (laughs) What do I even say after that amazing intro? Clearly someone did their research. I did.
0: I have been wanting to have you come on my podcast for probably nine months. I think you spoke at a human sexuality class I teach, and... Scheduling wasn't working out. It was still COVID, icky, dumb, stupid shit, and I am just more than grateful for your presence today on the show and for you to, to, I really, I can't, I can't thank you enough.
2: I'm so happy to be here and I'm really glad that it worked out. And I, you made me blush with that intro, and that's something that not very many people have Woo! been able to do. So <laughs> congratulations. Thank you, you very much. Get the award for making Jessica Drake blush. I made Jessica Drake
0: blush. <laughs> <laughs> so I want you I wanted you on the show for a few reasons. One, because it's really been important to me to have somebody who works um, in the sex industry come on and talk about what it's like to be a champion for sex work is work. That's a hashtag I use regularly. I post a lot of content on my page about sex work and how appreciative I am of the human beings in that job, in that realm, because I utilize individual... We just went to the strip club. C- husband Kevin Weller is here, everybody, by the way. He's standing <laughs> in for producer Robert Maine. Husband, say hello. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> we just went to the strip club on Friday night. It's one of the things that we love to do together. Um, I love, I love going to see strippers dance. Me too. Well, ma'am, you just revealed something to me. You still dance. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I am, like, blown away that that was, like, one of your beginnings. Like, that was, like, one of the things you did to start your career.
2: I mean, it's probably, when you when you look at the bigger picture, it is probably how I got my start. I, I was an underage stripper back in the day. Um, but then eventually, I, I mean, I was doing it through high school. I went to college eventually. And I was working in a strip club when I met people who were involved in the adult industry. Yeah and they were like hey you should this was in texas where i'm from and they were like hey you should come out to california and do porn and i'm like nope not for me could never could never do that and well fast forward and here we are right now so yeah strip clubs are very pivotal to my story for sure
0: how many years did you dance before you had your and i'm gonna I just coined this, by the way, not your aha moment, but your oh yeah moment, where you <laughs> realized you were gonna go from dancing to porn. When was that moment for you? Oh well, it it actually
2: didn't really just happen like that. I, I don't think that it ever was a like a ah
0: moment. <laughs> it was yep. it
2: was more like a what moment because I was feeling all of these offers from people who wanted me to do magazines and offer roles in movies and things like that and I was like yeah, I don't really think that's for me. They were me. offering
0: this to you at, at the strip club? While
2: I was still living in Texas, still dancing in Texas, I met a great group of people that were from L.A. who were in the adult industry. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it then, but it was a, a pretty famous director, his wife, his crew, his camera people, wow. his makeup artists, his lighting guys. All, like They were all there shooting something. I didn't know that then. Um, but we got into a was conversation. It, was it Debbie does Dallas? No. Damn it. <laughs> it was it was in El Paso. It was about to Shit. be Jessica does El Paso, but
0: Jessica does El Paso. Uh, was it wicked?
2: Really? No, not at all. It was it was it was definitely pre-wicked and uh, still a, a great group of people and I just didn't think I was ready. I didn't think yeah. that that was a step I was wanting to take, not because I didn't like I had no misconceptions about the industry before I got into it, but like I, I just didn't think it was something that I was going to do. I was very comfortable being naked on a stage, um, and had been all over the place for a really long time. But I was like, Nah, I don't. Eh, it's not for me. Surprise! It was for it's me. It's for you. It's you for know, me. Knock so, knock. It's for you. By and, ev- and eventually, what ended up happening was they invited me out here, and I was like, By this time, they had gotten to be pretty close friends of mine. So I came out to visit them and they jokingly offered me a part, So, like they had offered me a part in probably a dozen movies. One day they jokingly said, hey, we have this shoot coming up, do you want to do it? I was like, yeah. And they thought I was kidding. And I, you know, we were like, uh, are you serious? I'm serious. Are you serious? I'm serious. Are you serious? So I actually shot a boy-girl sex scene before a girl-girl sex scene because that's not really the way things normally work. Like maybe a girl will get in and do like a solo scene and then a girl-girl scene and then a boy-girl scene. No.
0: There's there's a linear process to how porn
2: normally works? I mean, I think there used to be more than there is now. So
0: in porn, it's a... It's a solo scene.
2: Usually, when a girl doesn't know for sure if she wants to get into the business, it's easier just to do a solo scene. Just to kind of test out the waters. And yeah. your
0: first scene? Boy-girl. Boy girl,
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy-girl. In a house in Malibu, uh, in a bedroom downstairs with the sliders open to the beach. So, like, the waves are crashing, I can smell salt water, I'm on these, like, crisp white sheets. You had a
0: fantasy for a first porn? But I really did. But beforehand, everybody was like, are you okay?
2: Are you alright? Like, are you nervous? Or, you know, do you need anything? Or Are you okay? I'm like... I'm fine. Do you and
0: remember the scene. Like, oh, the whole,
2: of course, do you I remember. remember. The guy? Yes, of course. Like and very, everything was good, and you were- Well, we were friends first. Like he was part of the group of people that I had met initially, so I knew him. So it wasn't like I was having sex with a stranger. Not That's that there's yeah. not that there's anything no. wrong with that, but like. There was some familiarity there, and I, you know, trusted him, and the director trusted him to sort of help me through my first scene because, you know, sometimes when people are new, they need a little guidance. But I didn't, apparently, um, because (laughs) we started out, (laughs) and all I remember is as soon as they were all set up and ready and took photos before the scene. Those are pretty girl photos. That's what they call them. And then we started the scene, and we never really stopped. I mean, we just had sex all the way through. And then at the end, we were done, and the director was like, Cut. I Surely guess. you've done that before. And I was like, have sex? Yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> duh, I have sex. But they were just blown away. They were like you weren't the least bit uncomfortable. I'm like, "No, I've been on a stage with bright lights on me for some years now." I'm to, to like, "To be
0: fair, being a dancer, being on a stage where no one really touches, like I mean they touch you, but it's not I mean it was El Paso, so so okay, fair, fair <laughs> and fair. And fair. <laughs> but it's it's got to be a little bit jarring to have it be about you enjoying sex rather than you, I feel like dancing, was that ever for you? Is it? I love dancing. Like,
2: love it. Love it.
0: She apparently is really good. Oh, so am had so I just learned this on the way over here. She does um, residency. So, like, a, a strip club in New York called her, her agent, and said, can Jessica come and dance at, at this night that we have coming up? And they pay for her to fly out there and stay out there. And then she is like the guest star of yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. And dances. How long do you dance for?
2: You mean like, that how that long am I on stage? Like I do minutes? one show. No, do I do what? one show. So the requirement is only 12 to 15 minutes for a show. So it's one night, one show only, do a meet and greet. I can do VIPs if I want. I want. I want. I want. <laughs> um, but it's so. I enjoy it, and I enjoy the interaction, especially now that we're moving past the pandemic or through the pandemic. The interaction is something that people have been so starved for that I am so eager to just make contact with everyone and just make them happy again that I I generally stay on stage for between 25 and 35 minutes. And I have absolutely had DJs be like, Wrap it up. Stage. Only because, only because <laughs> they want me in the VIP rooms. Yeah, and I'm happy to be on stage. And I give away free stuff. Like I have a, I have flashlights. I give away flashlights. I give away lube. Like I do so many free giveaways. Um, so I love being up there. You know, I crowd surf. I bring people up and make out with them and everything. Like oh my It's amazing. God. Um, but Could then you at imagine? some point.
0: I have to get back to work. (laughs) Could you imagine going to a strip club and Jessica Drake is there and she brings you up on stage and makes out with you? Like, that would blow human beings' minds It does not suck. It does does not suck. suck. The reason I... The biggest reason I wanted you on this podcast wasn't just to talk about sex positivity and being positive about sex workers, but it's because... One of your mottos is that you want to help people have the best sex of their lives. Yeah,
2: whatever that looks like for them.
0: Whatever that looks like for them. And I think that is one of the most beautiful and like sincere forms of not only artistry, like you know what you're good at. You're an artist and you're using your medium, you're using your art to better the lives of human beings. And I find that to be one of the most beautiful and humbling things any person could be part of. And I am just in awe of how much you do, not only for the community of sex, but for the community of LA, for individuals who maybe don't have a lot in the world, whether that be a lot of orgasms, or whether that be a lot of knowledge about their bodies, Or whether that be food on their table. Um, We're going to get into your favorite charity in a little while. But first, I want you to talk to me about Jessica Drake's Wicked Guide to Sex. Please educate the listener about what this is, where they can find it, and why they should use it.
2: Okay, so thank you for all of those kind words, Mm. too.
0: It kind of speaks to
2: my desire to use my powers for good because I realize that I'm really lucky like where I come from and where I am today are two very different places so I always said that as I developed and grew and accomplished that I would always remember where I came from and how lucky I am which is why I am apt to go back to El Paso from time to time and visit the all the places I used to be and the places I used to I can't even say live, I'll say the places that I stayed <laughs> and the, the places strip, you existed. Yeah, the strip clubs that I grew up in, if I could say that. You know, but I'm I'm really like I'm lucky. I look I'm so lucky I have it tattooed on me. Like I'm lucky. Oh like I remind myself of that all the time. So I decided that I'm so lucky. I just want to use my powers for good. One of the ways that I do that is sort of balancing what people see on screen as that fantasy performer that's capable of double penetration
0: and you can had say, look, I had to you look around. You can say double penetration and it's fine. Except... I know. Okay. I see it. All right. I um, see it. <laughs> so we'll just
2: say DP, GP. like Dr. Pepper, but way different. But
0: way But like,
2: I can be that person and I can, but there's a lot more to that, right? Like I can be that fantasy person, a performer that does all the things that loves group sex. But there's also a a lot of other facets, like a completely different component of myself that the people that are just there for the fantasy, they, they rarely get a glimpse of. But it was one of the things that made me change my trajectory towards sex education. I would have people come up to me and go, hey we, there's something wrong with us, we can't do it the way you do it, and it would always be about, like, squirting or anal sex or something like that. And it took me a long time to realize that they only thought they couldn't do it. They just didn't understand how it was done.
0: It's not that they couldn't do it. It's that no one right has ever said, hey, if you would like to squirt... This is how you can go about doing that. Right. Or anal sex has different steps than vaginal penetration. There's yeah. There's different levels and layers to it. And your website has, how many videos? Nine? 14. Okay. I can't count. That's okay. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I watched, have a guide to wicked sex counting. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the anal mm-hmm. guide to wicked sex. Yep. Um, I really want to watch the squirting one. Yep. We are going to talk about your thoughts on squirting, but what response have you gotten from people about your videos and how they've helped them in their relationships or just within themselves?
2: Yeah, so right before I started doing the guides, before I started directing and producing and doing all the creating, I started doing workshops for people and when i would do workshops i would take it very seriously and deal with people on a very individual basis Mm. and what i mean by that is if someone was asking me for information they weren't just getting the information they were also getting some type of follow-up so whether it was an email or i gave them a way to get a hold of me or website or something i had people telling me one person in particular who had been married for a really long time who had been faking orgasms for her entire marriage didn't know how to tell her partner she wasn't really coming, had never experienced an orgasm, not even by herself. Oh. She was eventually able to have some orgasms and the impact that I made on her life, she said, was immeasurable, right? Yes. And that stopped me in my tracks and went you know, I'm I'm I like to help people yep. but like that took it to an another level. So at that point I could considered the guides very seriously and I went to Wicked I went to the powers that be and I was like so here's what I want to do and I pitched it and the owner said make one do one guide and we'll see how it does we'll see how they receive it because at the time I wasn't a certified sex educator right. I was a performer with a lot of knowledge right. um, and so, experience of course so fellatio was the first one and I shot it all in one day no and it was so hard to shoot an entire educational i can't even tell you in one day though but i did it you
0: did the the beginnings like the narration the interviews all of it in one day
2: now i'm not saying it was an early day i think we wrapped at like three or four o'clock in the morning but it was all in one day and so we edited it we got it ready we released it it got great reviews it sold really well then
0: i got to do the rest of them and then you developed a line of lubrication with Wicked as well. So it's not my line.
2: It's actually what happened. What what had happened so what was had happened? we were considering branching out into the pleasure products industry because, as you know... You say Wicked, you, or you say we, you mean you. Wicked, mean wicked. yeah, Wicked. Um, w- well, Wicked in general, like all of us had talked about it, and... We, our industry was decimated by piracy, just completely taken out by piracy. And so we started to consider that you cannot pirate pleasure products. I mean, you can, you can knock them off, really, if you, whatever, but not the same way that you can steal movies, steal scenes, user uploaded content, all of that. Like you just can't, you cannot download a dildo, right? <laughs> So one day, three <laughs> D printing, you know. One day. Um, but we we considered lingerie, we considered um, toys, and we decided to start a lube company, which was separate from Wicked entirely, called Wicked Sensual Care. And it's actually our tenth anniversary. Yeah, it will in August. Ten years for wow. Wicked Sensual Care. Yep. So it worked. So yeah, so it's working, um, and we are we are super super proud of the things that we've accomplished. The latest being the Simply Collection, which is an entire line that's uh, propylene glycol and glycerin free, and we just introduced flavors to the Simply line. Okay, so I
0: saw on your Instagram about flavored lubes and why, they, and you write you're a writer too. You write blogs. You write articles for magazines. Yeah. You write articles for online publications. You're a really, really good writer, Thank by you. the way.
2: Thank you. Um, I'm and good you, editors,
0: too. You <laughs> were talking about what flavored lubes are good for. And I I know my listeners, and I also know my students, absolutely have a hard time with condoms. Sure. Because they yeah. taste like condoms. condoms. Yeah. And I just discovered a new product that I am in love with called Laurels. Have you heard of them?
2: Yes, and I, I know the people at Laurels. I'm excited about this. They're fantastic. They have FDA approval even. FDA approval? Do you it's know a big how deal. amazing this is? Yeah, but, they're huge.
0: So one of the things that is one of the biggest cruxes in my education history is when I go and speak at a school And I'm talking to these students about how to prevent STIs, and I talk about using condoms. Never fails, a girl walks up to me and says, but what if I don't have sex with someone who has a penis? Yeah. What sort of protection am I supposed to use? Where's my barrier method? And I'm like, girl, if I fucking had an answer for you, I would be a millionaire because I don't know. And they aren't technically FDA-approved for... uh, female to female sex but they can be used during tribbing, mm-hmm. which can protect both people yep. from transmitting any stis which is amazing because you can use lube with them yes they stick to your skin and like all of the pieces and all of the labia are like you can feel everything i'm in love you're with a this fan product. of them clearly i'm in love with this product <laughs> i love that i told her about
2: it
0: he did he found them and was like, you need to call them and talk or email them and see if, if you and they're sending me like free pairs. I'm, I'm sure. So yeah, prepared. I met
2: them years ago when they were first starting. Yeah. And you I was like that blows my mind.
0: Brilliant. But I feel it's like brilliant. your lube and their product are two things that need to make a baby. You hear that, Laurels? You hear this? <laughs> like the peach. The peach lube. Sweet peach. Sweet peach lube on a laurel. Like, give me cunnilingus with the laurels on and <laughs> enjoy my peach,
2: bitch. Like, go. I think we have our soundbite for this episode. <laughs> I
0: think the name of the episode is Enjoy My Peach, Bitch. <laughs> oh, that's,
2: yeah, that's
0: it. Agreed. So and now I'm, I know to send you sweet peach. Please send me sweet peach. I'm so excited. But for you, being in the can i call, okay that was a question i was going to ask is it is there a way to say it that doesn't like if i say your time as a porn actress your time in the porn industry is I, that a more appropriate No term? i
2: do not care. i mean <laughs> when i when i did my bio for the presentation that i did earlier today I, know. I so here's the deal i am not a super fan of writing my own bio it's just there's just something about it like i say some nice things about myself and I look back and I'm like wow I did a lot of stuff like how do I pick my top three things or whatever and I also I just don't like talking like about boasting about all the stuff that I whatever and so I decided to change like acclaimed adult actress or porn performer I just put mattress actress yeah mattress actress Actress. when i started to do it i started to put it everywhere so i put it in my instagram bio i think it, i think it was on my twitter it might not be now but like it's on my ig bio it's it is literally I gave a presentation at the Woodhull Sexual Freedom Summit which that's a bit like that's, that's, huge that's cerebral like those those
0: are some thinking people. Those are the people who come up with the technology for us to be able to make dildos in a factory. And I and I put and they defend
2: our rights for sexual freedom and yeah. I put mattress actress in my bio. <laughs> Bravo. And I just say it like, what? Like, mattress actress.
0: Like, you were in the porn industry since 2000 and... 2000. We'll ish? say about 2000. 2000. Yeah. Okay. And you just ended your wicked contract. Is that Correct.
2: Kind of correct. Kind of not correct. And this will be the first time I ever go on record and say what happened. Oh. So Wicked was sold to another company. Oh. They were lovely enough to contract me for a year. Um, kind of as a like a transitional period. Because I mean, I was with Wicked forever. Yeah. You know, I was like... Almost 20 years. I right? was like the face of Wicked. Yeah. Um, and of course I gave them all of my firsts sexually like I gave them like basically everything Can in my Can I career. ask you a question? Yeah.
0: Were you the first porn actress to do a multiple trans yes. scene? Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Do you want to know who told me that fact? Who? Hmm. That man right there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was like sending me facts today. He's like, "Did you know that Jessica Drake was the first actress to have a, a scene with multiple trans women?" And before, I was like, what? "Before
2: it was cool." Yeah. Yeah. And the reason that I started working with trans performers on cameras because I was already having sex with people who are trans in my personal life Mm -hmm. and I got to a point in my career where I just decided that it was more important to me to portray authenticity than it was to do scenes that people expected me to do and also it was a bit of a fuck you to the people who thought oh well that's not okay like no crossover performers like that's not okay so I also, just
0: decided it takes the to stigma out of it too when you go and you see and I hate the way that they're That's another thing that I really can't stand is when I see your name on something and like it says Jessica Drake with a she male. I'm like Jessica Drake would not fucking Never. approve that title. Never. Like get your get that out of here. But like it, for you to be the face of Wicked, which <laughs> is like the biggest porn production company to be a wicked girl to win AVN awards for them and to cross that boundary and to cross over and bring those actresses with you and It had to be done. It was a long it. it was long past
2: time though and that was like 5 6 years ago. Yeah, it wasn't even that long. That though. I that I did the first scene and then I just kept doing them like the rest of the time that I was there. But when Wicked was sold um, it was, like, right right before the pandemic, and I wasn't comfortable shooting. No one was really shooting at that time, so I would do these daily vlogs uh, for Wicked.com. Mm. It would be, like, a minute with JD, whatever, and it would be, like, me out in the middle of nowhere with a COVID mask on with, like, cops trying to get me to get in the car and not be out in public. Like, it was just bizarre. <laughs> it was depressing and bizarre, but... I, I tried to do some type of content. I did solo live shows for a while. And then when it was time to start shooting again, honestly, they weren't willing to shoot me with condoms. What? And No, and this is the first time I've ever well, Wicked gone on record. was re- the first? Well, Wicked was the only company that was Condom-only. Condom only. Condom-only, right. And so with the sale, They said, hey, are you, and we talked a lot about it, they were like, are you okay being condom optional? And I'm like, hey, I love the idea of giving everyone a choice if it's truly a choice. If you hire a performer and they want to use a condom, you don't give them a hard time. Because as a director, I encourage whatever type of safer sex practices someone wants to engage in. So I made a whole career, when people told me I couldn't, I made a whole career off of only working with condoms Yeah. and then the company was sold and then I was contracted for a year with the new company and then when I was ready to shoot, they were like, we'll, we'll never shoot you with condoms. There's no way. And so Are you fucking instead of making a massive deal out of it, I was like, maybe this is life, just moving me in different directions. I w- it was very mutual. They yeah. did not renew, I did not attempt to So it it's heartbreaking in a way because right. I was such a part and of You made wicked. You made wicked what they were. And wicked made me. Right. So it was very mutual, but The budgets are not the same anymore. The directors are not the same. The performers are not the same anymore. And I'm not saying they don't have anyone over there. They do. They have a few people that I'm really fond of. But it is not where I came from anymore. I think
0: that porn, I was going to talk about this with you, um, and then we're going to take a quick break, but... I always teach my students porn is always ahead of its time when it comes to media. When it comes to the medium that people view pornography, porn is at the forefront. Porn used to be on walls in Rome. We went to, uh, where the fuck did we go? Pompeii. And we went into the old ruins of the volcano village and there's dicks everywhere. There's of course. Everywhere. <laughs> I mean. And I mean, there's statues w- uh, before there was magazines and then there's there was still photographs and then there was, um, you know, the little viewfinder mm-hmm. that you could look at with porn and there was 15 second porn and then there was magazines and then there was porn movie houses and porn has been at the forefront of technology. But I think and I wanna see if you agree with me on this or or not. I think the internet killed porn. Yeah, absolutely. No,
2: well I so I wouldn't say that the internet killed porn. I would say the internet killed the porn industry as it was. Ugh. Because now when we have platforms where content creators are their own bosses. I think that has empowered performers that otherwise never would have had a voice in this conversation and bigger companies hate that because now they can no longer get talent to show up and say, we can't pay you your rate. We can only give you half of your rate because that talent is like, you know what? My OnlyFans will pay me whatever I want. Absolutely. Yeah, any of those platforms, me specifically, I'm on OnlyFans, but like I mean, it has put so much power and control into our hands. And during the pandemic when I wasn't shooting for anyone but myself, it was it was lonely, but also I was like I have to do something to for do people. Something. I yeah. have to have a purpose or I'm not going to live through this. So I would get locations during the pandemic, and it would just be me, no makeup. Uh, I mean, makeup, yes, but like no makeup artist, no hairstylist, no lighting person, no camera person, no sound person. I was a one-person show. I had every piece of equipment, and I learned how to use it, and I would just be at a location all day by myself, listening to music, and creating content for people, and I did that enough, and I got so good... I mean. Sorry, like, I'm going to brag a minute. Do but, it. like, it. I got so good at it that I got to a point where I was, like, why am I going to jeopardize a belief system that I've had for 20-plus years Amen. to shoot for a company that doesn't give two shits about me anymore? Yeah. Wicked used, your safety. Wicked used to take care of me. Like, I, I felt like as a contract performer, a contract director – they always took care of all of their people. So to have that conversation with not even the owner of the company, because that would have been better if he would have been like, "Hey, you know, we just can't do this anymore. What do you think about this?" But no, they had somebody do it for them.
0: Wow. To
2: give me the we're we're never I'll gonna shoot we're never gonna shoot you with condom speech, and I was like, you know what? Cool. It's a dangerous <laughs> conversation to have
1: because you see the success of male and female actors on OnlyFans. Yeah. Then you see what
0: they're making.
1: Yeah. And they're like, well, why would I? Why Why wouldn't I just go and work myself? Right. Do what do I want. Yeah. Do what I want. Yeah. That I want
0: do do you want, still Do you still get to shoot with like? Do you get to have? I would think that as 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 a mattress actress, <laughs> part of the joy in that is the different people you get to fuck. Yeah. Like, you get to fuck a. A trans woman, you get to fuck a a lesbian woman, you get to fuck a six, nine, two hundred and eighty pound Samoan man. You Absolutely. Get, I mean because you work in the porn industry and you got to do these scenes, do you still feel like you get to have sex with enough people?
2: Well, no, because
0: <laughs> um so
2: everything that I have shot to date has been solo. Wow. Now, I get really creative. I bring every suction cup dildo I have, and it's on every surface of everything. <laughs> it's like a COVID-safe gangbang, if you will.
0: <laughs> you just walk around the, the room. I mean, basically, <laughs> yeah.
2: And I mean, I've had some really funny outtakes, too, but usually I don't I don't let those out. You should
0: fan content that's just, just outtakes. <laughs> People would buy it. I'm sure.
2: Um, But I'm, I'm at the point right now where I'm really starting to consider what shooting with other people is going to look like for me because I've always been really picky and I've always had my favorites. So recently, people, I think, I mean, look, I had a really hard time, like everyone, I had a really hard time during the pandemic for a lot of reasons. I had a... 16-year relationship. My partner broke up with me. um, During COVID? Yep, at the very beginning of COVID. Um, I had my ex-husband, who I was very, very close to. He died at the beginning of COVID. He died seven days before lockdown, Um, and we were really close. Like I had crisis after crisis during this like many people did during this pandemic and i'm only just now starting to maybe reimagine what everything looks like moving forward but i can tell you that everything that i've shot lately for my only fans like i devote massive shoot days beautiful locations wardrobe makeup it's all very stylized i'm using people to help me i'm using a crew again and i'm really think I'm really ready to get back to gangbangs. <laughs>
0: okay. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Jessica some questions that I have personally had for the last nine months. Join us in a second. What's Your Position podcast wants to hear from you call 513-6969-SEX anytime and leave us a message. Maybe you have a question about anal. You have a fact about fisting. Or you just want to say, Hello, fellow human. 513-6969-SEX Call us. We will play your message in an upcoming episode. That's 513 6969 6969739 and remember stay safe stay kind and stay sexy welcome back fellow humans hope you enjoyed that first little taste of Jessica Drake uh, phrasing and that you learned some interesting facts about her her empire that she's built for herself um, what she's been doing in her time off during COVID um, we discussed ethical pornography, what it means um, where you can find it she had some great ideas, Pink and White is a website that she loves uh, Jizzlee, Jiz I don't think I'm saying it right J-I-Z-Z-L-E, Jizlee. I guess, is a re- is another one that she really likes. And we wanted to go ahead and plug her charity as well. Feed the Streets underscore LA. So there's Feed the Streets LA and there's Feed the Streets New York. Um, and she started this during COVID. She just started to go out into her community and give food and toiletries to people who were living in Skid Row. And she started seeing the same people week after week who were doing the same thing. And so they formed a charity and they became a charity all by themselves, just feeding people. And she says every single Sunday she goes to a specific street in Hollywood and she gives out trays of food, hot food, coffee, donuts, um, blankets, clothing, toiletries. And you can donate Um Go to Feed the Streets underscore LA on Instagram is where you can find out all of their information. Uh, And mainly Jessica Drake's Instagram, I follow her on Instagram. By the way, she followed me back and she followed husband Kevin Weller. And I have talked to her in our stories and she talks back to me. So we're like best friends. We're clearly best friends now. You may have also heard They're me
1: follow Ramart and Media.
0: <laughs> Maybe yeah, we should. Once I well, yeah, fuck yeah. Once I started the podcast, I realized how much of a fangirl I was going to be, so I really hope that I don't sound too obsessed, but she's prolific in pornography. She's a prolific porn star and you know, I was so proud of of Kevin for not like fan guying i guess and uh, he asked really great questions and was just she's just so down to earth she makes you feel real comfortable. oh he's on yeah, no, he he wasn't. Oh, he yeah. yeah he talked oh yeah yeah he talked yeah he like added a couple things here and there he's um, in my
1: job now i see how it is
0: <laughs> i see how it is <laughs> he's coming for you i see you weller <laughs> he's downstairs he can hear it. uh but yeah this first part is is perfect um to end with and we will be releasing the second part um soon so please make sure you check us out on Instagram for updates. Um we will also be um discussing some giveaways so stay tuned for that some Jessica Drake themed giveaways as well. Uh check out our sponsors, uh Four Sons Brewing. They have three locations in Huntington Beach. They're fucking phenomenal. They have a fuck cancer beer out right now, which is really amazing.
1: I saw that. Yeah. Yep.
0: In in correlation with butt cancer and then also Laurels. These are FDA approved STI protective latex based underwear. You can get a four pack from mylaurels.com Where is it? Where is it? and use Where's my Oh yeah, let me show you.
1: Real quick. We'll do a I
0: haven't yeah, taken we'll, them out yet cuz I want to take them oh out. Oh yeah, we're going to do the official one. This is what they look like when they come to you, this tiny cute little package and they're right inside. Use them during your period, use them for rimming, use them for kink, use them if somebody has stubble, use them for tribbing. use them for anything your heart desires, really, and use my code for a discount. What's your position podcast? All one word. Get that discount. Let laurels know that you heard it here. Um and help
1: us out we get a and little, help us
0: we get, we a, get a little, little, piece. Get a little piece. we get a little kickback <laughs> get a little, little kickback uh, thank you so much for tuning into this first half I hope it entices you to listen to the second half remember as always stay safe stay kind stay sexy What's Your Position podcast represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for education and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of error. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy.